Welcome to Iconic, where we talk about all things 13th Age. I'm your host, JM, and with me as always are Nick and Mark. Hey. Hello. We have a special show for you today. We are going to be doing another one of our random encounters, and we also have our guest host, Becca. Thanks for joining us again. Thanks for having me. We're going to do another random encounter, but this one, seeing as it's December, we decided to do a 13th Age Christmas episode for you all. We're going to do a, another random encounter. I, as as always, it'll be an adventure site, rumors, adventures, ideas, and at least one heal up worth of battle ideas. Because somewhere in the Dragon Empire, Santa Claus has crashed. <gasps> it's up to the adventurers to get the jolly man back on track before whatever we've come up with brings Christmas to an end. In broad strokes, again, we're going to do this, uh, we're going to call this, I don't know, we have I don't know if you guys have ideas for the adventures. I had Slay Down, Die Hard, <laughs> because it's the greatest Christmas mu- movie ever. Um, Even though he said it's not a Christmas movie. Who it, said that? Bruce Willis. Yeah, well, obviously, he is cracked and does not remember the original <laughs> Die Hard, because yes. it's clearly a Christmas movie. That'll be the next episode. It'll be a bonus episode <laughs> where I just rant for an hour <laughs> defending <laughs> Die Hard as a Christmas movie. So... Let's start with, so we have the the broad outlines. Santa has crashed somewhere, and I was thinking that maybe he has brought the the weather of the North Pole with him. So wherever we set this, things have gone horribly, horribly awry. So what icons would be most interested in either bringing Santa down or trying to get the old man back in the air? What did you come up with? Let's start with Becca as the guest host. What icons are you thinking? I guess it all came back to the question of how in the world does Santa keep his sleigh in the air? And if that would be mm, wanted by any icons. Uh, And in particular, I mean, Prince of Shadows seems like an easy one. He wants whatever is on that sleigh, whether it's in the bag or on the sleigh itself. And then if the Archmage was interested in the fact that Santa can use some sort of temporal distortion in order to get around the world all in one day. Yeah. I like both of those. I had the uh, I had the Archmage, but it's because the Archmage knows that Santa and Krampus are not two separate entities, but it is the Archmage magic that keeps Krampus's side of the personality suppressed. And so, if the players don't get there, then the Christmas sleigh turns into a Christmas slaying. <laughs> Okay. Dun dun dun. What about you, Nick? I was thinking um, the Dwarf King would probably want to shoot this sleigh down because everything that's magical and treasure belongs to the Dwarf King. And this is his one chance a year at reclaiming all of this treasure. Not only the sleigh (laughs) itself, but everything that's in that bag suddenly could fall back into the rightful hands of the Dwarf King. The other take that I had on it was that the Lich King, you know, the whole timeless Santa Claus thing, you know, Lich King wants to live forever, wants to come back to life. Flesh is nice. <laughs> Maybe there's something with Santa Claus that he could use. I think we're hitting uh, a lot of the same themes. Um, I have Prince of Shadows. Okay. He's a threat. Uh, in my version, he doesn't like that Santa, who is the Archmage, messing with time. Oh. So he leaks it to the Dwarf King who wants his treasure back because the Dwarf King made the sleigh that flies mm. and he wants his treasure back. Interesting. Yeah, so he's in there. And then the Elf Queen, you'll see later why, and the Orc Lord. So my other one was the Crusader, and this goes back to, if you have not read The Forgotten Monk, you should read The Forgotten Monk, but the idea that Santa Claus represents hope, 
And there is that hope that some of the icons have that maybe the Crusader is doing the right thing for the wrong reasons and that he can be brought back away from the path that he's on. And so maybe maybe the sleigh is brought down on purpose near a hellhole so that some of that hope can mm. can get get to the crusader. Hmm. And just as a side note, Forgotten Monk is an an official 13th age novel that By is Grant fantastic. Sol- yeah, uh, I would highly recommend if you have not read Forgotten <laughs> Monk, stop listening to this episode. Ask for it for Christmas. Maybe Santa will bring it to you if you can si- you can save him. If you him. can save him. Yeah. Right. All right. So I was going to say that, and if you guys are okay with this, we'll kind of move move forward with this idea that the sleighs crashed and brought the North Pole weather with it. So I was thinking maybe Yeah, I just assumed because it was winter anyway that that's going to be one of the conditions that it's winter, storms, Perfect. kind of storm of the century type thing. So what is one rumor that adventurers may have heard about this crash site? I'll start with you, Mark. Uh, for me, I just put that there's a special treasure on the sled. So they can go there for just straight, who cares about Santa? I want that special treasure, which is probably half far monthly game group. <laughs> and then the other half would actually want to save Santa and, you know, for whatever reason. Well, and tying back to some of the icons we've talked about, if Santa doesn't get rescued in time, then the, the hope of all of the children and, and all of the Dragon Empire suddenly drops to where, I don't know, maybe the Lich King does have enough power then to come back or hell holes start opening up because maybe that is one of the things that keeps demons out of the mm-hmm. out of the world or any number of bad things just start dominoing effect. If you use this as an adventure tier thing, like this could lead into some very interesting champion and epic tier choices for the game. That's right. I like Archmage is Santa. No one knows that. The orc lord wants to capture Santa. Doesn't know it's the archmage. So you, if depending on your relationships, your orc lord go capture him. If you're archmage, go rescue him. You don't know he's the archmage, um, and then the other people for different reasons of why. All right, Nick, what's one of your rumors? Keeping in mind that rumors are fodder for the players. You give it to them, and it's not wholly true, but it's enough to whet their appetite, enough to get them interested, enough to go see what actually is there. Um, The rumor that I would have whispered about in the tavern was that a star fell from the sky and has unleashed an eternal winter. Oh, I like that one a lot. Very cool. Becca, you want to go next? Yeah, I mean, I'm with Mark in that I had, there's something special in the sleigh. I mean, there's something special in that bag, or there's something special in how the sleigh flies. And whoever you are trying to get that for, different things could be highlighted about it. I do think that Santa's sleigh would hold a lot of treasure opportunities. And even even at the end of the adventure, like, that would be kind of, we talked in our magic item episode about players giving you a list of items that they would like to see seated in the campaign. This would be a perfect opportunity if they save Santa for him to reach into the sleigh and pull out that one thing that each player has been like, this would be really cool to have. That just ties it all nicely in a bow. Like a little gold bell. Yeah. Um, Kind of akin to, what was it, Father Christmas in Narnia? Yeah, Yeah. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, exactly. Now, my rumor is that where whatever happened on the crash site, there have been very strange zombies kind of moving about the thing. And they don't seem to be moving towards the crash site. They seem to be like cordoning off 
this crash site. Nobody has seen them because of the, uh, and I'll go right into the next, like one of the features is that the winds and like, it's just blizzard conditions, save for the eye where Santa has kind of set up his defensive perimeter to kind of keep himself safe. So for features, I'm thinking difficult terrain is probably the thing I like least as a GM putting on, Mm. on the, uh, I'm much more like like doors that require very specific sequencing of opening and closing, you know, for an example. But what I was thinking is, so if I would just set up the map, any maps in this thing, obviously it's going to be a lot of uh, snow on snow. But if you could, you could cut out out of paper, and this is how I have it in my head, all of the battle scenes would have snow drifts on them. And if you end your turn on a snow drift, every round the snow drift would move all of the snowdrifts would move in different directions based off of like a die roll or the escalation die you just set up in advance so that like characters and like entire like encounters of fights are being blown across the battlefield and suddenly well cool maris is still engaged with who she's engaged with and kawanishi is there but suddenly now you guys are far away from the rest of the mm. party because the snowdrift has like literally blown you across the battlefield see i i'd tie that to the isolation die and do like on odds you're moved closer and on evens you're moved farther away see that's perfect so every round you don't every round you don't know what's going to happen yeah mm-hmm. i also like the idea of for features of the crash site. The escalation die is one of those things that when you play with it, players get really irritated. Yes, we do. You know, for example, just again, pulling something out of the air. I totally messed with the escalation die at the last game on at the store. But you could could actually freeze the escalation die at different (gasps) points as the escalation die is tied to this encounter. So... Maybe if as long as they're moving towards Santa, the escalation guy doesn't necessarily decrease, but as they move away from Santa, it thaws and starts dropping even faster. You could use the escalation die almost as a reverse of warmer, colder. So like when they're getting closer to Santa, the die doesn't chain, like doesn't drop because he's kind of locking it in place. It'll still move up, maybe slower, but you're not worried about in between encounters you could ramp up the tension because the escalation die is starting higher and higher. Again, we're trying to provide four four encounters. So say the first encounter is really easy and you guys get to escalation die three. Well, maybe maybe the cold weather freezes it at two. So the next fight, you're going into it with a escalation die at two. But if you run away, well, it drops back to zero and maybe it stays at zero for one or two rounds as the escalation die is it's it's too warm like it's not going to move up for you yeah nice what about you nick what's a feature of our of our crash site well my thought was that with a crash site there's going to be a lot of debris strewn around and uh had a couple of dc checks if you succeed at a 10 uh, i was thinking you could find a copy of the manifest (laughs) and a small chest of black rocks (laughs) <laughs> but if you succeed at a t- DC 15, you get, you find two manifests and a little pile of gold coin. Nice. Kind of playing, playing off that whole Christmas thing. Yeah. The naughty, nice list, yeah, that kind of thing. I like, I like, I like that a lot. Becca. I had just like magical energies gone awry and kind of messing with the weather in, in a similar vein. Um, and depending on what it is about Santa and how he does what he does, like, do you go, do you freeze in time and, and in that pause, the escalation dice as well, or is time sped up because something is broken mm-hmm. and 
Mm. Yeah. And so just kind of messing, either messing with the weather, messing with time itself. But there's something odd, something that you can't get through easily mm. in order to get to the eye of whatever storm. I'm just going to be honest. I, I, I still, based off Nick's initial thing, I have this like image of like dwarven snow commandos who are like an artillery <laughs> unit that shot down Santa's sleigh that are now moving through with this. the largest ballista ever. <laughs> Is that what you? Excellent. All right, Mark, why don't you wrap um, us up with I, your uh, crash site? And then uh, uh, yeah, get- for my crash site, very similar because it's a magical flying machine. When it crashes... There's fire or some sort of poisonous atmosphere because the magic engine is now broken. Mm. Mm -hmm. So that's in the eye right there at the sled. It's not fun. So it's going to be a dangerous area to actually get to. And in my version, the Archmage slash Santa is unconscious. So he's not defending anything. You've got to get there. Maybe the energies are keeping things away and the storm and everything else. Now, now what do you have for the threat to the crash site? (laughs) I've got the Orc Lord yeah, moving in. So I got the Orc Lord wants to capture him. Dwarf King wants his treasure back. And I have a new critter, which is jumping ahead. But the Grinchosaurus. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and his pet owlbear, Max, have been awoken by the crash. Nice. And is ticked and goes out to investigate. So that's one of your encounters is this creature. You can pick whoever you want. You know, reskin it as a Grinchosaurus. And his owlbear is right there, owlbear Max. Well, and remember, if, if uh, just a plug for the iconic Patreon, if we get to a certain level of monthly income, we will write these up and Mark will put together the Grinchosaurus and Max <clears throat> for you to use at your table. So one of the threats that I saw is that we have, well, had two threats to the crash site. I have the threat of the fact that it's not just about and maybe it's because I love Elf, <laughs> that it's not just about fixing the sleigh, but getting the local town to kind of rally and gain hope, um, which would be a whole different skill challenge there at the end. You know, you've yeah. solved everything, but then we got to get back to town and and get this to, to work. But I also kind of like the idea because one of my favorite monsters in, in 13th age is the way they handle kobolds. And so I came up with the, the, uh, the rhyme scale tribe who don't realize that rhyme is a type of frost. And so they constantly try to speak in rhymes because that's what we do. Um, so sort of like an Etrigan, the demon kind of thing. And I'd like write up all of their, their discussion points, like in, in rhyming couplets, I think it would be delightful. But their dragon is a white dragon who has said, all right, listen, I want power. That thing is full of magical energy. Bring me the power source. Like they don't even care about anything else. They just want to basically let their God consume the energy of the sleigh. Um, So then you got, you know, I mean, you could draw on a ton of Christmas carols hmm. and put them together as what these kobolds are singing as they're gleefully killing your, pl- I mean, interacting with your players. <laughs> Nick, what you got? So the, when I was thinking through this, I, I wasn't, uh, I hadn't been thinking so quite so literally that this was actually Santa's sleigh. I was thinking more of like a, a magical Wells Fargo wagon <laughs> uh, or like the, the Trigal trade um, guild from Malazan. 
Um, and so I was thinking that they were carrying one of the weather control orbs for the Archmage, and that shattered upon impact, and that's why there's all this going on. But uh, playing into what we're already talking about, maybe it's something about santa's magical power something about powering the sled or the north pole or or something something has broken in that regard mm -hmm. and if the party is not able to get in there then that's that uh, that whirlwind of snow and ice and blizzard is just going to keep spreading further and further and further mm -hmm. excellent all right so we've got our crash site i think pretty well defined i am thoroughly enjoying this episode. Um, I was just, <laughs> I just thought before you went to Nick, the, the cobalt slingers, of course, using chestnuts. Oh yeah. Animal. Oh, of course. <laughs> wait Roasted. till, wait till we get to the monsters. I have just a delightful collection of ideas for this thing, but this has to happen somewhere. This can't happen in isolation. So we're going to have a town that is not normally used to this kind of weather. What is one idea for the village that is nearby? And Mark is grinning from ear to ear, so we're going to go to Mark. Well, of course, it's a village of elves mm -hmm. who just happen to be toy makers. I have <gasps> toy makers, too. That's right. That's the elf queen connection. Oh, and they're willing to help Santa. Well, of course they are. And this will, as they say, you know, you know the rest of the story. But now it's, but now it's, uh, it's not just, it's not like... Elves at the North Pole. This is like a like set in kind of the Queenswood, and there are children, and there like there are there are actually like entire families who just happen to be like this toy making village in yes. Which all right when we get that gives me an idea for why the adventurers could actually be coming here. But let's go to Nick here. What is what is your idea to kind of tying in with all of this? What is what is special about the village that this is near this crash site? So my idea was similar to Mark's, but it was <laughs> gnomes rather than elves. Um, the town of Betel Hamlet. Um, but they um, had a, a workshop there where all of them work, where they imbue baubles with minor magical energies, uh, basically runes that players could potentially acquire, um, called the Nort Fort. <laughs> um, and then next door... At the Malton Crackers Tavern is an elderly, white-bearded, grandfatherly gentleman um, named Crinkle, who is more than willing to help the, the villagers out. The whole village is gnomes except for this one elderly man. Well, we could always kind of, yeah. I mean, they're both fey creatures. Like, we could kind of start weaving that into this very kind of otherworldly, inhuman sort of, no, this is what we do. Like this is just who we are, Becca. What did what did you have for an idea for the local the local town? Um, well, I also had an elven contingent, but it wasn't actual elves. It was like polymorphed goblins, or like <laughs> and like they don't know that they're not elves. But like you know, we say here and yeah, we imbue things with magic and we make toys. And what's Santa? Like we've never heard of this before. And like, yeah, when the characters first interact with them, they think it's just elves that make toys for Santas. And as it gets going, it's not so kind. I like Nick's idea. Gnomes with one elf, that jolly old elf. And as the players rescue the Archmage slash Santa, realizes this is way too dangerous. Mm. But I can have this guy do it every year for me. 
Oh, like he a becomes, handling off of he the becomes mantle. the Santa. Nice. Because my crash wasn't shot down. It was the, the Prince of Shadows uh, sabotaged it. Well, I mean, that's one of the beauty of 13th Age. Like, we want to yeah. make it a, a little bit so the GM can manipulate the icons and the stories yes. to fit their campaign. <laughs> so I thought it was important to have a, a lake next to the town that would has frosted over. And so there's all sorts of... Like, I didn't even think of, like, who populated the town. That's brilliant. We've got this. We're putting who's in the town now? (gasps) A village of who's. Um, I do like the polymorph goblins, especially if we go with the fact that the, like, the gnomes are polymorph goblins. And it's that, it's a wizard, if we want to hand it off later, kind of going, yeah, this tribe came in and it was really dangerous. But, you know, almost like the magician uh, in the Voyage of the Don Treader where he makes them invisible just because (laughs) he does. And he's just like, yeah, they're actually, they're actually a lot happier as gnomes um they kind of forgot they were goblins they're i mean sometimes every once in a while they make a little bit more mischievous thing right but well and i think one of the reasons we could have players coming to this town has nothing to do with the crash site that's just something to discover when they hit i kind of like the idea of either yeah no this kind of playing into the hope theme, you need to go get a specially crafted toy for this person as like either a gift or part of a, a ritual or a, a magical rite, or even just, hey, yeah, you guys need runes? Well, there is this there's this town to the north where most of the runes of the area are, are found and isolated and crafted into a usable, because remember they're kind of, I think they're described as unformed pieces of creation. Mm-hmm. That was another clue that... Rob and Jonathan like Clarantha. Like once once you see it, it's kind of hard to unsee it. That they were able to go in, retrieve some of these things from, and then they get drawn into the adventure. Now I think so. I said the lake freezing over, kind of unusual. Everyone's exploring the town. They don't, you know, the lake. They don't know whether it's going to stay this way. It's not kind of that that kind of classic. Come over the hill and see people skating on the ice. Maybe there's something under the ice that you can see the shadow kind of mm-hmm. moving about, waiting to see if it can, you know, get somebody who's out there. But I like the, I think like in order for it to feel like a safe haven, because that's one of the things that we like to do mm-hmm. with these things. Here's like the safe part for the PCs. I think a cozy inn that serves, you know, mugs of melted chocolate with little like, like peppermint sticks in them. feel like we can really just kind of play off of that. But what are some other features of the of the village that like a GM could bring up or use? Well, if they're like toy makers or even if they craft runes, you have to have a workshop. Mm-hmm. You could always if they're if they're that nimble and creative, there could be a lot more automatons moving throughout like little tiny like mechanical men maybe that are crushing nuts <laughs> yeah. with their jaws. And that might be another hook is to get them there. Maybe the players need to have something fixed. Like and like a like mechanical a animal com- companion that just keeps getting... Yes. What? But it wouldn't be fixed back into a pig. It no. would surely come back as a reindeer. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's what I had my magic sleigh with Forgeborn reindeer. Mm. So... It makes sense either before or after they go here and need these toy makers, quote unquote, to fix the reindeer and the sleigh because they're mechanically inclined. Lead lead reindeer has a big red headlight. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. Uh, their legs kind of fold in under them and That's like, right. <laughs> firepower comes out of there. All right. So let's NPCs. Nick, you had one that you mentioned. Mark's got one as well. So let's start with Nick. 
so like I mentioned, uh, Queen Cole is the elderly, white bearded gentleman running the uh, the tavern in the town. Um, I also had, um, you know, if you do go to, over to the workshop and engage with anyone there, surely you're going to be talking to the four gnome, uh, whose name is Rudy. Mm. And um, the di- ideas are our own. The puns are Nick's. Uh, Marsh, my, my NPC was his name Dax, but he, he's a wannabe dentist. Uh. <laughs> well, I'm not even going to edit that one out. That one's going to stay in there. Um, I didn't have a name, but I was... Uh I was playing with like a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> maybe maybe it's because my GM is just so good at doing the crazy. But I was like, no, no, this has to happen again. Um, but yeah, like if something weird has happened to this village and nobody knows what, then you have the one person who's like, no, it makes sense. Here's what it is. This guy flies around the world and like essentially describes Santa, but do it in a way that the players are like, wait, what? Yeah. Who like, is this? That sounds awful. Yeah. That, that that guy sounds creepy. We need to stop that guy, like, mm-hmm. breaking into people's houses. And so, like, a conspiracy theorist who knows what's going on but sounds too crazy to be believed. Awesome. Well, I mean, I just went with, you know, magic is bringing snow and it's imbuing things. <laughs> bringing, so there there's an ice elemental that is Rusty. roaming around the town trying to be as helpful as it possibly can. Does he wear a black hat? Uh, no. Corncob pipe? No. No. Button nose? No, but oh. it does have two eyes that burn with the fury of magical energy. Ah. That's Vulcan minigun. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is slightly in part for Brad, my buddy Brad, and I will be sending it to him so he can stop calling me a Grinch. All right, so let's go to monsters in the area. And again, our goal is to kind of come up with what monsters are in the area, why are they there, and we have four people. We want four encounters. This should be pretty easy. So if you guys don't mind, I'm going to start because as I've said, when Santa's sleigh went down, whether he's unconscious or not, certain defense measures have been deployed. Sometimes the the wind that cuts through the players is laced with tinsel and glitter and slices them. But again, you have these undead, the rumors that they're undead, and they're moving about. And I think there would be no better defense mechanism for Santa's sleigh, no better cruel trick to play on the players than for them to discover, and Mark, like you, I've made a monster, gingerbread zombies. (laughs) The zombies that you can eat should you kill them. And I have this delightful Christmas role-playing game called The Secret Lies of Gingerbread Men that I have ported into 13th Age. And so all of the candy that the ginger, because the ginger, you, you drop them in snow and they suck up the water and they turn into these shambling things that are defending the sleigh mindlessly, of course, because their head is filled with gingerbread. And how they were decorated before Santa, before the sleigh. Like I have this idea as the sleigh's coming down, there's just these little slots and just shooting these gingerbread <laughs> men, depending on what they were decorated with. That's their special abilities. So much like Aaron's cultists that I used on you guys, I have a D10 chart. And at the start, the players get to roll to see what each type of gingerbread zombie brings to bear. Red hot flame balls. I have uh, licorice whips, which bind and ensnare people. <laughs> Um, the black licorice whips go into your mouth and try to choke you because no one likes them. Um, I like them. I like them. Well, I don't. <laughs> well, I, it's very clear that two of us are right and two of us are wrong and hmm. are tasteless. Like your taste buds have died. Um, but like I have each of the candy kind of represented 
Are they vulnerable to milk? They are. <laughs> are they lactose intolerant? No, these are these are. Uh, this is a fantasy world, so they're definitely <laughs> gluten and dairy free, so that I can eat the gingerbread right. zombies. Okay. Um, no, but I do have. They do. They are vulnerable to fire because they start to crisp up, and they they actually are slowed anytime they are hit by fire. <laughs> I have put way too much thought into my gingerbread zombies. So that was what I had, like kind of a defensive perimeter. And of course, you know, we've got the rhyme scale singing kobolds further on, deeper in. So what about you guys? <laughs> Sorry. I have got mine. Well, yeah. You Grinchosaurus and Max the Albear. Kind of mm. tromping down through the through the mountains. Yes, coming. He's making all this noise. Mm-hmm. I haven't decided what he is yet, but hey. Becca, you want to go next? Sure. Um I think it'd be interesting to do something with the reindeer, whether or not they are warforged or just, you know, mutated Pegasus. Um, but either way, like they're not going to let players just approach them. And so you got to somehow subdue them and try not to kill them all. Cause that is, <laughs> that is interesting. But yeah. So, so something with like just the reindeer and having to get past a past them and B corral them in order to get Santa sleigh back up in the air somehow. Well, we all know kobolds love reindeer flesh. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. That would be that would be a fun thing to do, is to have to run an encounter where you have to keep the reindeer alive. <laughs> oh my, yeah, that that could be tricky. All right, I, I saw the success we had with the train. I don't think that we would be able to keep the, <laughs> the reindeer alive. Kawanishi could. <laughs> One reindeer will make it through. <laughs> so we could just rescue them. Kobolds take them back to their village before they have their big. Good winter feast. Or yeah. poly- well, because you know they love roast beast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or polymorph the uh, kobolds into something that, I don't know, is helpful and trick them and think, no, you guys really aren't against us. That's right. That would play into our, our NPCs. Right. All right. So what monster are you bringing to, I mean, aside from obviously Alpine Dwarven Commandos. <laughs> so my thought for the encounter was a, a convergence of iconic agents so that we would have the Dwarven Special Forces who have come to, you know, they shot it down and now they actually have to find it. And uh, so they've come in to lay claim to the treasure that is rightfully theirs. Um, I've also got a, a D6 table for what are their special abilities? Why are they a part of this special force? There's also would be um, the addition of some dire wolves from the Hydruid because something's going wonky with an nature here and it caught her attention. So she's sending her agents. And with that, you could do a number of different dire beasts. Um, and then I also was thinking about what are the agents of santa claus or the archmajor whoever that are actually there defending it but i I think we've got that covered with uh these zombie gingerbread men but don't try chasing them because you'll never catch them that's right that's a special ability when you chase them they can never be caught so my my thought was that the main antagonistic force would be the dwarven special forces because they just they're going to come in and they're going to clear everybody out um but with the addition of these other agents i thought it might be interesting to have either um a very hard uh, dc check to convince them that you actually are on their side or might be a good use for an icon relationship to say you're coming in and all of a sudden you sweet talk your way through or you've got this this relationship uh, token with the Hydruid and so I'm going to turn this and all of a sudden these two or three uh, dire wolves are now fighting at our side. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've got all of our components. I think we've actually got a pretty coherent 
for what we're trying to do. Adventure idea. The slice crashed. You, PCs come to the town. They get drawn into maybe some mystery in the town. What's going on with these gnomes that don't act gnome-like? What's going on with the weather, with the lake? And then they get drawn into there's this crashed sleigh. They hear the rumors. They go out. They deal with it. Is there anything else that you guys would want to add into like the adventure idea? Because I actually feel like this one actually came to we're getting better the more of these that we do kind of building. We could tie, tie your your kobolds instead of uh, working for the white. Happens. Grinchosaurus comes out, gets repulsed, sends in his kobold troops. Mm. Recover that sleigh for me. I, mean, I could, hate Christmas. Mm. Bah humbug. Oh, we need to have humbugs. Okay, anyway. <laughs> ooh, that is a good one. I was Maybe the kobolds ride, ride those. Oh, ooh. Not Another <laughs> defensive measure would be having a mimic of Santa's bag. <gasps> Mimics. And so the players reach their hands in. That's right. And the next thing you know, you have a one-armed cleric. That's right. <laughs> oh, thank you, Becca. Because the real bag of toys is hidden. Yeah. Yes. So oh. what you see there is... Yeah, once they get there, they'll laugh. The GM laughs. The bag laughs. Everyone's having a good time. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to definitely, if we write this up, the mimic. mimic. <laughs> well, the thing that I like about what we've talked about so far, and, and Jamie, you've even alluded to it earlier, is that there's so many places that you can go from this for your entire campaign. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that's the beauty of adventure tier advent encounters um, and stories and such is you don't know where this is going to go. You pick your three or four icons that are at play here and you're going to be working against some of them. You're going to be working for some of them. And that sets up what's going to be happening next. Mm -hmm. Um the other thought I had uh, just kind of up the weirdness factor of this is maybe this was actually a dry run for Santa Claus. You know, maybe this isn't in the middle of winter. Yeah. Maybe this is in the middle of summer and he was doing a dry run and Or crashed. something lured him out. Yeah, I had right. the idea that it was not, this was not at Christmas. I mean, it could be. This could be like you're in this town and this is the one night to save it. But I had this idea that something has lured him out. And what could that be? And how does the icon relationship tie into that? And that just, I mean, that that's your next adventure. Or as you said, if the players like it, you just run with this thread for mm -hmm. the rest of the campaign. Like Santa is, I mean, you could do a whole holiday themed campaign. Like anything else you guys want to add? Any so the thoughts? gingerbread man fight with like two handed candy canes. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, D twelve base. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, if they, uh, as the weather turns worse, the candy canes get stickier and stickier, and so they have a chance to stick you to the ground or make you vulnerable, or just stick you so you can't flee. Yeah. Oh. Um. We we did not talk about elven commandos. I know we talked about dwarven commandos, but there could be elven commandos who are coming in to rescue, rescue Santa Claus. So the one Christmas trope that we have not brought into this in any way is um, Christmas trees. Well, that's what you cook the reindeer over. <laughs> <laughs> and done. Remember, you can support the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash iconic podcast, or you can use our Amazon referral link, which is found in the show notes to do online shopping. Well, you've been listening to the Iconic Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can contact us at iconicpodcast at gmail.com or call and leave a voicemail at 720-924-1706. 
and be sure to check out iconicpodcast.com for news, updates, and new episodes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.